Welcome to Random Bible Thoughts with Russ. This is my first video of the year. And we should have many more, I would hope. I'm going to continue in the study of the preparing the Jewish traditional wedding with the life of Christ. How the wedding reflects, or the steps of a wedding reflect the steps Christ's life. And so far, at this point, we have uh, the father, how the father chooses the bride, and, Christ, and the father has chosen us, the followers of Christ have been chosen. Dowry has been paid by Christ's death on the cross and subsequent resurrection. The covenant has been made. And that covenant is that accepting Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior we can have our sins forgiven, have eternal life with Christ. So we're going to continue on here in part two. And I have a new computer, a new laptop that I'm using. And so I have a second screen over here that I can see myself and the voice part of this uh, on there. Anyways, we're going to continue with... Part two of the traditional marriage compared to the life of Christ. The bride accepts the covenant. This is after the covenant is made. The bride has the opportunity to accept or deny the covenant. The, uh, the uh, well, covenant, I guess. And if my memory serves me right, the groom. Let me sure I got my cursor where it needs to be. My screens are also opposite, so when I move my cursor, I got to remember to move it the right direction, otherwise it goes to the wrong side. But anyways, uh, my memory serves me right. The groom and the bride share a cup of wine. And again, I've lost my cursor. There it is, way over there. Okay, Share a cup of wine, and this symbolizes the acceptance of the covenant. At this time, is when the bride may reject the covenant. The sharing of the cup may and probably does reflect the Last Supper as it is known in Matthew 26, 26-29. Here's the scripture. Now, as they were eating, Jesus took the bread, and after blessing it, broke it and gave it to the disciples and said, Take it and eat. This is my body. And he took the cup, and when he had given thanks, he gave it to the, them, saying, Drink of it, all of you, for this is my blood. The covenant which is poured out for many for the forgiveness of sins. I tell you, well, let me add a little bit too much pause in there. In verse 20, it says, for this is my blood. The covenant which is the covenant which is poured out for many for the forgiveness of sins. I tell you, I will not drink again of this fruit of the wine until that day when I drink it new with you in my father's kingdom. This covenant is the covenant of eternal life, covenant of grace and mercy for those who choose to believe. And here's where the kind of the covenant kind of starts here. It's in John three sixteen through eighteen. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but the world may be saved through him. Whoever believes in him is not condemned. Whoever does not believe is condemned already because he does not believe in the name 
of the only Son of God. So there's your choice. The choice to choose the covenant or not choose the covenant. God sent his Son to the world that all may have eternal life. We didn't send his Son to condemn us. He sent his Son to save us. But as in verse 18 says, you believe, you're not condemned. But if you don't believe, you are condemned. So you, this is where you, you have a choice. You can either accept the covenant of God, or you can deny the covenant of God. That is your choice. And that's what the bride had the opportunity to do, is to either accept or deny. And John 5, 24. Truly, truly, I say to you, whoever hears my word and believes in him who has sent me is not condemned. He is crossed from death to life. He does not come into judgment. I read that a little bit out of order. They probably quoted it and they got it all mixed up. But anyways, whoever believes does not come into judgment. He has passed from death to life. That is, a, a, when you die, a complete separation from God to having Christ in your life, a, um, and what's the word I'm looking for? Relationship of God. That's not through the word I was looking for. I was looking for a little stronger now, but that's what it is. We have a choice. Believe and accept the works of Christ for our sins. It is our choice. The groom goes to build an extension of his father's house for the home of his bride. Once the covenant is accepted by the bride, that is, the Church of Christ, sons, go, the son goes home to build a place for his bride. This is normally takes about a year-long process. We can see in Mark sixteen nineteen, Jesus great, gave the Great Commission to go out and spread the gospel. He went home to be with his father. When he went home to be with his father. In verse 19, oh, here is verse 19. So then the Lord Jesus, after he had spoken to them, was taken up into heaven and sat down at the right hand of God. There are many verses that speak of Jesus' ascension to heaven. Some say state he sat at the right hand of God. Some state he ascended to heaven. Keeping it in context of the wedding in John 14, 2, it says one thing, one of the things he did when he ascended to heaven. Verse 2, 14-2. In my Father's house are many dwelling places or rooms. If it were not so, I would have told you because I am going there to prepare a place for you. Now here's a little side note on translations. This verse says in my Father's house are many rooms or dwelling places. That's the, the Greek is rooms or dwelling places. Some translate this as mansions. Using these mansions, I believe, to be in error of the Greek. The word mone, M-O-N-E, with a line above it, it literally means dwelling places. The root word of mone is mono, supports this thought. The room means to abide, remain, to dwell. The root word means to abide, remain, to dwell. The use of mansion, I think, gives the thought that we will have a huge place to live in. Huge place to dwell in, if you want, will. 
when we go home to be with the Lord. In reality, I think it's a room, which will be sufficient. You're in heaven. So, just, I just wanted to make that little distinction. The word literally means dwelling place, not a mansion. Some people have this thought that they're going to have this big, huge mansion on the road, on the road there, maybe with a nice long driveway or something or a walkway. No, no, I don't believe that's it at all. It's a, like Jesus has a book of Christ in heaven or something. <laughs> and there are plenty of rooms for everybody and, and that will be sufficient. The verse that I was reading in the kind uh, in the verses that I've been speaking of about the Jewish wedding, the verse tells us that he is in his father's house that would be in heaven, preparing a place for his followers. Like in, Jew in the Jewish wedding, the groom goes home to build a dwelling place for his bride. So let's look at fourteen two. This will end us, and then that, and this will. Lead us, lead us. This will lead us into the next part of the Jewish wedding. Verse 2. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I am coming again, and I will take you to myself so that where I am, you may also be. The groom goes to get his bride. When the father tells him, only the father knows the time. The bride doesn't know when the groom will return, nor does the groom. Only the father does. When the father says, you're done building, don't get your bride. The bride waits with anticipation. As the church should be waiting with anticipation for the return of Christ. For the return of the groom, it can happen at any time. That's how it is with the bride, the church, and the groom, Christ. Only the father knows when he will send the son Back to get his bride, the church. Matthew twenty four thirty six. But concerning the day and hour, no one knows. Not even the angels of heaven, nor the son, but only the father. And that's how it is in a Jewish wedding. Only the dad knows. Mark thirteen thirty two. But concerning the day or the or that hour, no one knows. Not even the angels in heaven, nor the son, but only the father. Okay, there's two verses that speak that only the father knows. As the church, as he, church, is the bride of Christ, and the Christ is the groom. We, we, including Christ, don't know when the Father will say, go get your bride. Taking a snapshot of the, of the parable of the ten virgins in Matthew 25, 1-12, and this leads us into the next section. As the bride, bridal party was waiting in anticipation for the groom, some were ready for the long haul, some were not. As Christians, are you ready for the long haul? Are you, or is your hope on a short stance? Are you ready for the long haul? Are you hoping for the quick right here and now boom instead of being prepared? Are you strong enough to go through the troubles and trials of persecution and tribulation? Are you like the first five that prepared for the long game or the short game? 
comes down to this, I think. Are you just a fan in short game? Or are you a player in the long game? Then a shout of the bridegroom approaches. Okay, into the next section. A trumpet is sounded and a shout to announce the groom arrives for his bride. In the Jewish wedding, once the father tells the son he is done building, then he tells him to go get your bride. A trumpet blast is sounded and a shout is made. The groom approaches to get his bride. The trumpet blast most likely is from a ram's horn called a shofar. This blast throughout the, the blast throughout scripture is followed by an announcement or shout. Then the horn. In this case, the groom is coming. He's blowing his ram's horn there. The groom is coming to get his bride. The announcement is made. There are several verses that speak of what Christ will return for his bride. So let's take a look at Thessalonians 4.16. The Lord himself would descend from heaven, cry of command, with the voice of an archangel, with the sound of the trumpet of God. So let's compare the wedding steps to the return. The Lord will descend from heaven. The groom will leave his father's house. A loud command of the archangel, probably Michael. Michael, if I'm thinking right, is the only one that's actually mentioned as an archangel. I don't believe Gabriel's ever uh, talked about as being an archangel. Well, Satan was an archangel. He was the highest of all angels, but his pride knocked him down. His pride, he can ascend the throne of God and be God. That did him in, so I don't put him in that classification of a archangel that God would be using in this type of picture. But again, Gabriel, I don't believe anywhere I've seen Gabriel talked about as being an archangel. So let me back up here just a tad. A loud command of the archangel, probably Gabriel, Christ returned. Announcement from the groomsmen, uh, the grooms return. The sound of the trumpet of God. Sound blasts from a shofar, a ram's horn. After the wedding, the party is gathered. Then what? What about the wedding feast? The wedding feast is consumed. I got it all I'm saying. After Christ comes from his for his bride, the church follows Christ, there will be a feast in heaven. And we can see this in a few verses. In Matthew 22, 1 through 14. And again, Jesus spoke to them in parables, saying, The kingdom of heaven may be compared to the king who gave a wedding feast for his son, and sent his servants to call those who were invited to the wedding feast, but they would not come. Again, he sent the other servants, saying, Tell those who were invited, See how I have prepared my dinner, my oxen, and my fat calves, and have been slaughtered, and everything is ready. Come to the wedding feast. But they paid no attention. And went off one to his farm and other to his business. The rest seized his servants, treated them shamefully, and killed them. The king was angry, and he sent his troops and destroyed those murderers and burned their city. Then he said to his servants, The wedding feast is ready. The wedding feast is ready, but those who were invited are not worthy. Go therefore to the main roads and invite to the wedding feast as many as you find. 
those servants went out in the roads and gathered all whom they had found, both bad and good. For the wedding hall was filled with guests. But when the king came in to look at the guests, he saw there was a man who had no wedding garment. And he said to him, Friend, how did you get in here without wedding garments? And he was speechless. Then the king said to the attendants, Bind him, hand and foot, and cast him into the outer darkness. In that place there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. For many are called, but few are chosen. Many are called, but few are chosen. And here's a brief commentary. Those that were invited to the wedding feast didn't come. Said they continued with their lives. Others were invited and they came, but were not ready for the feast. They were banished from the feast. Although many were called, the feast only a few were really ready for that feast. Matthew 25, 1-13 The king of heaven will be like the ten virgins who took their lamps, and I had spoken these virgins, snapshot of them earlier, here's the longer version, and went to the bridegroom to meet the bridegroom. Five of them were foolish, and five were wise. When the foolish took their lamps, they took no oil with them. But the wise took flask of oil with them for their lamps. The bridegroom was delayed. They became drowsy and slow. At midnight, there was a cry. Here is the bridegroom. Come and meet him. And all those virgins rose and trimmed their lamps. And the foolish said to the wise, What is some of your oil? We don't have enough. Where'd I go? Oh, our lamps are going out. But the wise answered, saying, so it will not be enough for us and go oh, rather to the dealer and buy some for yourself. Come on now. Get it together. And what else? And while they were going to buy, the bridegroom came and those who were ready went in with him to the marriage feast and the door was shut. Afterward, other virgins came also saying, Lord, Lord, open up to us. But he answered them. This is an answer I don't want to hear. But he answered, truly, I say to you, I do not know you. Watch, therefore, for you know not neither the day nor the hour. This is fairly simple. Oops, scrolled up too far. This is fairly simple. As a Bible-believing Christian, is there enough oil in your lamp to provide light for the long haul as long as God delays his son from getting his bride or is your hope relying on it sooner than later? The wedding feast will happen when we don't know once it starts and you're coming. Come knocking. The answer will be, I don't know you. Revelations 19, 7-8 Let us rejoice and exult and give him the glory for the marriage of the Lamb has come and his bride has made herself ready and was granted her to clothe her with fine linen bright and pure for the fine linen is the righteous deeds of the saints. The feast has started and the deeds of the righteous are the fine linens we are clothed in. Many are called to come to Christ to participate in the feast. Few respond, for the gate is narrow that leads to the feast. The gate is wide that leads to destruction. 
in Matthew 7, 13 through 14. Enter by the narrow gate, for the gate is wide, and the way is easy, and it leads to destruction. Those who enter by it are many. For the gate is narrow, and the way is hard, that leads to life. Those who find it are few. In Luke 13, 24, strive to enter through the narrow door. For many, I tell you, will seek to enter and will not be able to. Many wish to be part of the wedding, but have not truly accepted Christ as their Lord and Savior. Christ never said being a Christian would be easy. He just said it'd be worth it. And God believes. Right, I hope that was... Uh, you know, some kind of uh, entertaining, entertaining, learning. You can see how uh, and the Bible, you know, just has all the different things that if you look at it and research, you can see how they intertwine with Christ quite often. So that's all I have tonight. If you like my video, please give me a like, share, leave comments. This is the first video of the year and We'll be doing a few more. My next video will be on John 6, Chapter 6, finally. Hooray! Chapter 6, 1 through 3, maybe 4. Till then, talk to you later. God bless.